Hello and welcome back to the IDC Tech Talk podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. My name is Miles Dawson. I am your host today and I am working from home as are everyone else on this call today. Um, We all know why that is, don't we? It's been a few weeks since we released our first podcast looking into the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic and the world has changed a lot in those last uh, two weeks. Uh, So we've been working hard on building up our research into the pandemic. We have a microsite you can visit in the description of the podcast Um, and our EMEA team has been hard at work delivering reports and webcasts um, also both in the description too so please do have a look at those um, so to start off I'd like to hand over today to my first guest Andrea Siviero who you all know has been on the podcast before um, Andrea I wonder if you give a bit of an overview of the rest of the stuff that IDC is working on in this area at the moment thank you Miles and hello everybody good to be back it's uh, yeah, it's challenging time. So basically what we are doing, and you mentioned the webcast we delivered last week, is that as IDC, and this is our job, we are keeping a close look at the market as we all do, but in particular we are focusing on what is the COVID-19 impact on the European ICT market and spending. So as you discovered last week, webcast, we are expecting a significant slowdown in ICT spending during the first half of, of the year. And we are doing a coordinated effort across IDC region to really evaluate the impact across multiple scenarios from positive to pessimistic. And basically, of course, the market is still remain very fluid and uncertain, in particular for the second half of the year and beyond. And we expect in all the different scenarios we are analyzing at the moment, spending slowing down between zero and 1% on 2019. We are not yet at the level of the 2007-2008 financial crisis yet, Although this, the outlook is rapidly changing downwards as we weekly refresh our market forecast. What happened from the webcast last week to today's podcast, basically, as you know, the, the outbreak spread across the full continent here in Europe with containment measure in place across countries with different levels. And overall, there is a recessionary environment are expected across European countries with clear implications for ICT spending. What some weeks was our sort of pessimistic scenario nowadays becoming the most probable one, if not an optimistic one. And we are constantly refreshing the, our market update and the next one will be delivered next Tuesday. Let me also mention the fact that yesterday night we closed our dedicated COVID-19 impact European buyer survey. We actually we asked to more than 200 digital leaders across Europe how they are seeing COVID impacting their overall organization and also IT plan for the year. And um, so the top level highlights is that this is not a big surprise, but so the the key concern for responders as the most exposed indicators are profitability and sales flow. This following by customer service level and also employees morale. Then secondly, the European businesses think that the the impact of COVID-19 will be stronger on their business growth rather than on their investment in IT, which is good news for the IT market, as they see that technology will be looked at as a a natural response to critical business threat posed by the outbreak. And finally, there is also some partially good news, some technology that they see positive traction, and these are the smart working enabling technology like infrastructure, hardware and software, but also collaboration texts and devices with some cover that will be made later in the podcast. And of course, the, the final comment is that we need to make a very important distinction between what is the demand and what is the, the impetus for modernization, which is coming, and what is the real spending impact? Because 
again, what could be a strong impetus right now for modernization can only translate sometimes in a concrete technology spending just in the longer term. Andrea, thank you so much for that overview. It's really helpful. Um, and we're, we're looking into the market impact change across these different technologies. Um, and what we wanted to focus on as well today was to look into the services markets and the hardware markets across Europe. So for that, I wanted to bring in a couple of other guests we've got on the podcast. We have Tom Seal, who heads up our services research team, and Pavel Rowland, who is our research director for the infrastructure team. So I wanted to bring in Tom first. Um, we'd love to get a comment from you on uh, the impact of this pandemic on the services market, if you can. Thanks, Miles. So, uh, I mean, unfortunately, I don't think there's any doubt that the services market is going to be hit pretty hard in 2020 and possibly even uh, beyond. But I suppose the, the main point to make really is that it's not the case that uh, all areas of the services market are going to be hit equally. So uh, I suppose one thing we were already seeing and expect to continue to see is that project services will be hit uh, much harder than managed services and other services where you've, uh, you've got essentially uh, ongoing contracts and recurring revenue. So uh, it's that it's that project services um, related uh, revenue that is uh, is most at risk and services firms need to uh, try hardest to try and uh, sustain. So uh, I suppose that's the first point. Uh, secondly, of course, there are big differences between industries here. So there are there are a small number of industries that are actually experiencing uh, something of an uptick on opportunity uh, during this uh, crisis. Uh, unfortunately, just a just a couple of industries there, whereas uh, there are others that are uh, that are really struggling. So uh, we've got industries such as tourism and uh, and travel, which are ex they're experiencing extreme difficulties, uh, of course. But uh, I suppose the last point to make really is that there are some opportunities. Some of those opportunities are extremely urgent. Uh, so it's it's important that services firms act uh, act quickly on those. So, of course, we know as there, there's this big demand for uh, online collaboration, as, as everyone has uh, at short notice had to start working remotely. And then in the long run, uh, there'll be opportunities uh, in areas such as planning and forecasting as we come out come into this recovery phase businesses are going to realize that uh, you know maybe they didn't have quite the right systems in place to to uh, to manage their uh, their businesses as well as they could and then they may look to uh, invest further to, uh, to to correct that so there are some there are some hopefully upsides uh, in the in the medium term but uh, yeah 2020 is looking is looking difficult of course tom thank you so much for that overview that was super helpful um Pavel, I wonder if I could bring you in. Um, we'd love to get a bit of a comment from you on the overall hardware market, um, particularly as well, a little bit of a focus I understand you have on the infrastructure space too. Yes, sure, Miles. The hardware market, it's quite broad market with devices and printers on one side and enterprise infrastructure, including servers, storage and enterprise networking on the other side. And I will focus mainly on enterprise infrastructure. And there is no doubt that enterprise infrastructure spending will be negatively impacted in 2020. First, let's have a look at the supply chain, especially ODM supply, CPUs, HDDs, or flash drives. Basically, the production capacity of factories operating in China 
has impacted mainly ODM supply, and we see disruption in ODM production that results in server and storage shortages. Good news is that majority of ODM factories have been already reopened, but still face some challenges with labor and production utilization rates. So what, what it means, for example, in Q1, average production utilization rate is only 40 to 60% of the standard norm. If the situation improves, uh, we believe that ODM's utilization should reach an average of 60 to 80% in second quarter and ideally 100% from July. Regarding to CPUs, there is no real impact on supply now, but some deficit is expected in the second quarter. HDDs and flash drives are relatively strong on the enterprise side. The original concerns about production were sorted out quite quickly. Now, none of the flash producing factories is really impacted at the moment. And as crisis hit, we saw a low utilization rates, but all is resolved now. Regarding the flash and SSD issue that remains is a pricing impact. And this relates to storage systems, servers, as well as to cloud. Basically, market change from to be oversupplied to very tight environment. A lot of vendors are still seeking profitability, and we see pricing increases, and we do expect to see higher flash prices in the first half of the year. Another factor that contributes to it is a strong cloud demand. So we expect and see 5 to 10% increase up quarter over quarter for flash in Q1 and Q2. Are there any concerns? Yes, there are some about equipment and maintenance. Some can be because of transit or people issues. This is given by temporary lockdowns and limiting what's av available for organizations. Second main element that I would like to cover and from European perspective is very important, it's demand side. The biggest immediate impact on servers, storages, networking equipment markets will be a contraction of demand in sectors, including tourism, hospitality, transportation, retailers other than food and drugstores, and basically they are shut down in many countries. We've already seen many supply chain issues across the board. IRA wide quarantine measures that are already placed in several countries and expanding to other countries. And this all will have impact on many businesses and their bottom lines. And as a result, companies would quickly start uh, plan contingency plans, including cutting on IT plans on infrastructure, postpone and canceling projects. We saw a lot of variability in the last couple of days, uh, last couple of weeks, and the question is how rebound in enterprise infrastructure will look like. We believe that the demand for the most uh, impacted industries, but as well from uh, indirectly impacted industries, will take a time, and we think rather about L-shaped rebound at the moment. The area where we expect strong growth is infrastructure for cloud demanded by service providers. Regarding the shipments of custom infrastructure, we expect longer refresh cycle. However, net new cloud deployment, so net new data center openings will be favored over refresh cycles. So in general, what it means, recovery phase will favor cloud services 
our on-prem uh, deployments, but we also expect this could increase usage of flexible consumption models for infrastructure. Definitely. I think this is one of the things that we're, we're definitely going to see that this has impacted in the long run is the possibility that people will take this opportunity to move away from on-premise and you know take, take the time to uh, invest in their cloud um, infrastructure. That's great. Thank you, Pavel, for that overview. Um, of course, for our listeners, uh, for an overall regional perspective, we're not just covering services and infrastructure. Uh, we can also read about our analysis into the software markets, into the telco markets and others in the report and the webcast that we mentioned earlier. Please do check the description of the podcast for that. Uh, but Tom, I'd like to come back to you if I can. Um, after all, at IDC, we are advisors. So uh, do we have a framework or approach for advice that we're providing to our clients? Yeah, thanks, Miles. So over the last couple of weeks, we've been yeah, working intensively to identify the actions that uh, we believe uh, services firms, but uh, but also uh, firms throughout the technology sector should should take to um, uh, to support their clients and you know, survive this crisis. And really, when we look at those actions, what we see is there are three themes, I suppose, or three um, uh, pillars within that uh, that framework. And the first is uh, the provision of support. Uh, the second is uh, really revolving around communication. And thirdly, there is uh, the, the question of strategy. And I'm just going to talk a little bit more about the communication and, uh, and strategy areas. I know Pavel's going to comment a little bit on the support uh, later in this uh, podcast. But just to uh, go a little bit more into the question of communication here, you know, we think it's really important that vendors find the right tone. Uh, I think that's critical. So we're dealing with uh, uh, businesses and individuals that are uh, that, that are fearful. Uh, so we need to find that this careful balance between optimism, uh, uh, but uh, while being realistic as well. So we have to be very careful in the the tone of our communications. That's the first thing. You know, secondly, uh, we need to maintain the uh, the frequency of communications. We need to continue to communicate uh, as frequently as uh, as we did before. Uh, this uh, this difficult period started, so it's not not a time to go quiet essentially. And uh, and lastly, on the communication front, uh, a lot of communication, of course, happened in person uh, until very recently. So we think it's important that uh, businesses work hard to replace those in-person uh, communication channels with uh, with a digital equivalent. So it's really about uh, continuity, I suppose, uh, within the communications area, but also sensitivity uh, in, in also a very difficult time. So I will just quickly comment on the um, on the strategy side of things as well. So when we've uh, when we've looked at some businesses that have responded strongly and positively towards this crisis, uh, and what we've seen is that they have tended to focus on their core activities. So we've seen uh, even vendors in the telecoms space, uh, for example, you know, really recognise that actually in this difficult time, what they need to do strategically is ensure service continuity. Uh, networks are critical in a crisis, and actually what they need to do is just keep that running. So uh, it's not a time for pivoting your strategy here. It's it's really a question of focusing on your core, reinforcing that, and you know, really doing what your customers uh, expect of you uh, during this difficult time. Of course, that said, there, there will come a uh, a, a time in the next uh, weeks and months where it is time to, to revisit and reassess strategy. So uh, in a nutshell, uh, it's a, it's, it's the recommendation here is really uh, keep communicating, find the right tone, uh, focus on your core activities. And uh, uh, of course, there'll be this, uh, this moment shortly where it's time to, to reassess our strategies and, and rethink. 
So I've covered the uh, the communication and strategy elements of those those three uh, three pillars that I mentioned. So maybe now I can just hand over to Pavel, who's going to talk a little bit about the, um, the, the third element there, which is the support aspect that we need to be uh, providing. Sure, and thank you, Tom. Uh, support, it's absolutely key uh, uh, at this challenging time. I would emphasize that support of customers, but also employees and community play important role. And it's great to see that many IT vendors successfully support all these groups. The, the thing is that the, the ability to, afford, to offer in-person break-fix support will be hindered over the next few weeks. It, it's clear that customer will still run into problems with their infrastructure, but also with software, cloud services, security, and unpredictable usage pattern that emerge even uh, heightened that. So what we recommend, uh, definitely that regional headquarters should set aside investments to shore up customer support capabilities via teleconference, reach portals, and predictive analysis. And basically what Tom said, be in regular touch with customers. Regarding to infrastructure, it's basically technology that helps with remote and automated management. So diagnosis support, more AI, more data analytics, metrics gathering, all these areas uh, to focus on at the moment uh, will pay off. So this might not bring immediate return of investment for, for vendors, but it's a right thing to do uh, for, for the customer at the moment, and it will be greatly appreciated. It will help to um, build brand reputation and loyalty in the midterm. Thank you, Pavel. That's a fantastic overview. And thank you, Tom, as well, for taking us through the first two pillars as well. Um, Andrea, I wanted to bring you back in um, and let, let's let's look at things for a second from a positive note. And ultimately, this outbreak will be over sooner or later. So let's think positively and look ahead for a second. Uh, how will the overall world we live in be different after such a disruptive season? What do you think? Well, happy to, to touch uh, on this point. So without minimizing, first of all, the heartbreaking days we are living here, we we thought about what's next, no? what, what will happen after. So the outbreak will pass, that's clear, and the world will be different as well. It's, it, as all crises, even this one is particularly pushing for some change in the society and also the business that would have required decades maybe to happen without. Uh, we have, for example, already analyzed how the work overall will be different. So we talk about being remote, smart working, virtual, less travels or swagger collaboration, automated. Think about factories, how they're struggling in these periods to if they're not able to automate some, some part of their uh, floor activities. And also trust base. Trust, this is another key word that we characterize the, the work scenario. For some organizations, this was already a reality, maybe partially in some situation. But the reality is that most companies were forced to rapidly adapt to such a new paradigm that will necessarily influence the years ahead. The crisis transformed the world in a global open-air testbed, we can say, with industry and community really forced to experiment fast. We have also to say with very low failure margin right here, a lot of learning for sure emerging. But this is leading to hyper-accelerate some trajectories that were timidly initiated by industry pre the COVID uh, scenario. So think about like services, for example, finance here, professional services as well, but also the personal and consumer services, really leading towards uh, everywhere and anyway service scenario. 
And then retail with all the acceleration on the omni-channel and multi-delivery mode, which is quite crucial at the moment. To manufacturing, we spoke about this need for full automation scenario. Transportation with hyper-tracking and traceability, both for goods, but also uh, passengers. And then healthcare, for sure, moving to the need for a crisis-ready and proofed capability, but also a modular approach, so ready to change on tap. And finally, education, also with all the online and distant learning a new scenario. So you are, you, we all immediately understand how technology is, is really a key enabling role behind all of these. And if you try to think for a second about like a crisis like this one 20 or 30 years ago without all the technology we have nowadays, and how really technology now is helping to mitigate the negative crisis impact we are seeing and also provide that kind of continuity and future hopes in some context. But finally, also another very important point is the overall society and governments, how they will be different. And I was reading on this point a very interesting article from Financial Times the other day from by Mr. Harari. I was explaining how actually the current scenario is leading society to the middle of a crossroad. Between on one side, you have a total, totalitarian surveillance scenario with actually governments monitoring people, individual information, tracking movement and action and also punishing when rules are not respected. This is on one side. On the other side, we have a, a citizen improvement scenario. This is what Mr. Harry suggests, which means informed really comparison citizens, informed by the data they see and they collect, and also citizens that make more informed personal choices, supporting the overall community they live in. So we have this choice in front of us, basically, as a society. And I think the, that choice between the two roads will automatically result in the coming weeks from each individual action to the current situation, the collective community response to the difficult times. The storm will pass, for sure, and the new definition of so business success in the digital area will be forced. This based on scalability, both up and down, accelerate and decelerate different scenario. Governments and the city, automation and upper hyper-connectivity we mentioned before, also emergency ready reaction and multi-delivery mode. So these are sort of the overall characteristic we expect to see for in a digital success in the near term and also right now. But while the storm passes, in the meantime, we certainly need to, to do our best to keep dancing in the rain, as we, we are used to say, of course, staying at home. No, absolutely. Staying at home is the key thing. So um, last question is, what do you think's next from IDC's perspective? What have we got on the, uh, on the pipeline coming out? What can we look forward to in the next few weeks? So the, the full uh, IDC research, marketing, consulting and sales team are really engaged at the moment and actively monitoring the market, but also supporting our client in the in, in such a crucial time. So as, as you mentioned at the beginning, first of all, we we have just launched a dedicated IDC European COVID-19 page where we are updating regularly all the research material that we are publishing, also including a series of industry or technology specific deep dives that you can find in the description of the podcast. And to mention a few key dates and highlights of what we have in store for the next few days. So basically this Friday, there will be publication of this survey report where we are going to analyze this COVID-19 impact survey that we run for European digital leaders. The, then next week on Tuesday, we are going to update our market forecast at, at the worldwide level, including the European outlook. And finally, next week on Wednesday, another important appointment, we have our second dedicated European webcast to the COVID impact scenario this time led by our European Digital Transformation team that are going to provide you an update of the evolving ICT scenario as we did today, 
but also they are going to focus on how the current crisis is impacting European organization long-term digital transformation strategies, but also analyzing how it's crucial to bring financial discipline to digital initiative even more in such telling times. And this is this overall, this is part of our create connect care framework initiatives we are taking to support our support provider technology provider but also buyers navigating these challenging time and support with short-term business and technology investment planning create means basically create new thought leadership and content connect means connect each other but also as part of the overall technology community and finally care means taking care of the overall and broader keep focus on supporting the broader community and society so this is sort of overall uh, activity we are we are we are doing in dc and we are really looking forward to keep the conversation going with you guys and lo looking forward to hearing also your feedback and how you're living these days and how, what is your uh, technology reaction to the overall scenario absolutely well andrea thank you for that fantastic sum up Please, all our listeners, uh, do keep a lookout for all the great content that we're going to be developing over the next few weeks to assess what the, uh, what the future for this pandemic is going to look like. And uh, thank you all very much for listening. I'm afraid that is all the time we have for today. Thank you to Andrea, uh, to Tom and to Pavel for helping us out today. Uh, hopefully our podcast is keeping you company during this difficult time. Um, maybe you have some views or opinions that you'd like to share on basically what we've been talking about. Uh, do get in touch. Find us on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on YouTube, or head over to our microsite on the pandemic. Uh, again, in the description below to see what we've got going on. And uh, do hit that subscribe button these are uncertain times we'll be releasing new insights whenever we've got them uh, thank you all very much and uh, we will see you next time thank you bye thank bye. you bye bye, bye.